information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Yes. So welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair podcast with your host, Lakeisha Russell, licensed professional counselor. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Miss Rennell Nelson. She is a licensed marriage family and ASAP sect certified sex therapist and infidelity recovery coach with an experience of more than 11 years. Rennell has hailed from the state of Milwaukee, Wisconsin and got indulged in the profession of marriage and family therapy in grad school. She was able to attain the firsthand knowledge of the silent suffering and agony of women specifically due to the lack of education and self-awareness while working at women's touch, a woman's touch sexuality research center. These experiences led her to transition her passion of working for the betterment of women and others in a profession as an ASEC certified sex therapist. And Rennell is also the owner of Kaleidoscope Services, LLC, which is a platform specifically made for the purpose of enhancing common individual knowledge regarding the sexual aspects of life and their connection with the issues related to anxiety and depression. Rennell's primary objective is to use her remarkable skills and natural talents to enhance, educate, and excite the people life in and out of the bedroom. So you want to say hi to the TC listeners, Miss Rennell? Hi. <laughs> so please tell us, what is an ASEC certified sex therapist? Um, I'm, I'm certified by the um, American Association of Sexologists and Educators. So um, it's a certification that certified me as a sex therapist. Um, I'm Wisconsin's first African-American uh, woman sex therapist, so that's pretty oh, cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's, a, it's, it's good, but it's kind of like, oh, my God, we got so much work to do in Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> if I'm the first, if we yeah. got the first, I got to get some more people because we need to start talking about um, sex and not just intercourse, sex yeah. as a whole in society. So mm. that's what I'm trying to do. Oh. Give a voice to it. Yes, I love it. I love it. And now you are joining us for the relationship series, The Games We Play. And now before we um, dive into a little more of your knowledge and expertise, describe your last relationship you were in as either a board game or a video game. How would you describe it? <laughs> the board game, I will pick Clue. I'll pick the old game Clue when you when it's like who done it. <laughs> when it's like that mystery and you try to figure out the mystery of who done it. That's I think that would be my last relationship. Who done it with the knife, the cleaver, was it the maid? Yeah, so my last relationship I would say was a mystery game. Hmm. Interesting. I like that one clue. <laughs> you pulled an old school game out too. Man, I had to pull it old school. Yeah. I had to make you think about it. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> clue. But that's true. Who done it? <laughs> yeah. I mean intrigue. It's so many twists and turns mm. and trying to figure yourself out. So that's what I think my last relationship was. Mm, okay. And now how did you get on this journey of wanting to be a licensed marriage and family therapist and then going on um, to be a certified sex therapist and an infidelity recovery coach? 
so I wanted to be a licensed marriage and family therapist once um, I got up my master's in education and mm. I just wanted to uh, do the, um, I'm Wisconsin, we're a social service state. So we are, we yeah. want to help and <laughs> help the community and everything. So I didn't go the social worker route. Uh, my minor is in um, communication. I got a um gerontology so I combine all that and say hey just go help people mm -hmm. so I got my license uh, my LMST and that was cool and then one of my teachers because um, I went to Family Service Institute for my uh, LMST post-grad certificate and I met a teacher Rhoda Moeller who said who witnessed me in um, a class about sex Mm -hmm. And just my enthusiasm, I don't know if it was good or bad, that um, <laughs> she that I can freely talk about sex, that uh, she said, we need you in the field. So I was like saying, okay, because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of African Americans in mm -hmm. the sex field. Mm -hmm. So I took my journey and got my license in it. And then just combining my life relationship and what was going on in the society, mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to help one more because I um, work a lot of what with couples. And couples was coming mm -hmm. in with uh, sex issues, mm -hmm. and I got that. But a lot of things that wasn't being spoken of is some kind of affairs. And mm -hmm. due to my my personal issues with being habitually cheated on in my relationship mm -hmm. and not having a till the tools to work through it, I wanted to become who I needed. Mm. So I did a journey to um, become an infidelity recovery coach, and here I am today. Mm, that is so awesome. Now, I know um, you were on Dr. Joy uh, Bradford's podcast, Therapy for Black Girls, so kudos to her and kudos to you. You know, you you doing it out here. <laughs> and, I'm trying to get the word out. Yes, and you actually highlighted that there are seven types of affairs. So I thought maybe we can dive into maybe all of them if you want to, or maybe the top two that you see within the couples you deal with. Well, one of, uh, one thing is about affairs that I like to let people know that mm -hmm. we can sit here and talk a lot about what may, what the reasons why to have an affair, mm -hmm. reasons to push or pull you into betrayal. But I just want everybody to know that um, to act on it is a choice. Mm. You know, and that's one thing I always lead up to. We need to not assume monogamy. We need to discuss uh, monogamy with people. Mm -hmm. We need to discuss it not just uh, when a fair happens, but all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times we assume that once we say, um, I do, or you're mine, that that is going to cement the relationship. But like with anything, a relationship takes work, and one thing we need to do is Keep the conversation about going about how this relationship working, um, having check-in points. Um, what does an infidelity mean to me? Mm -hmm. What infidelity mean to you? So that's what I like to set the groundwork in for the affairs because that's the conversations we need to have in our relationships mm -hmm. about these things. And so many people say they talk, but they're not talking about the right things about the relationship. 
So just like the accidental affair, and I'll just go through them real quick. Okay. Like um, the accidental affair is what you would think of as a, a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. It's something that when uh, an accidental affair wasn't planned, it's not like you're going to go out and say, I'm going to have an affair today. It usually happens with two people at the same um, situation, same venue, and it just happened. And people are like, stuff just don't happen. <laughs> yes, it do. Sometimes, sometimes um, it, it just happened. Mm. And, you know, if boundaries are crossed. Yeah. You know, nobody is innocent, but boundaries are crossed. Things are said, and a one-night stand happens. And that's just what it is, a one-night stand. Mm. It's nothing more, nothing less. Okay. okay. So so then the avoidance affairs, we have the avoidance affairs where you have intimacy avoidance when it's this is so deep because it goes how your developmental yes. stages go as far as how you develop it as an adult. And that's and people don't understand that that you have what you're gonna do in a relationship already in you before you start a relationship. Um, our developmental stages from our family, our friends, our mm-hmm. caretakers really submit how we deal with trauma and trauma being betrayal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one thing is our relationships, like in your family, you mimic people, you mimic your family, you mimic your friends, you mimic your caregivers. So when we talk about the avoidance affairs, some of the avoidance is learned through um, our experiences from other people. Like, um, you know, if you take, it's like the conflict avoided affair. That's when you have the good family, the good, everything look good. You know, Mm -hmm. them relationship goals, you know how they put slash, (laughs) hashtag relationship goals. Uh So everything going right and nobody arguing anything because they don't want to avoid, they want to avoid conflict. So this is a person who really taking it in, don't want to argue, don't want to do anything, want everything to um, go smoothly. You know, yes, honey, okay, whatever you want. But then they go and find themselves in another relationship where they have a voice. Mm. Um, intimacy avoidance is like the same thing. They learn that they want, they don't want to get close to that person. So they put somebody else in the middle to avoid intimacy. And that take a more of a thing about why are you avoiding intimacy? But we don't know that, but this is what happens. So they bring a third party in just to avoid the intimacy in a relationship and then they go out and find somebody to be intimate with just so when they get home, they don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's many factors to this, and mm-hmm. I know I'm just going real quick about it, but um, the third one is the philanderer. We know the philanderers, the uh, the sexy, uh, the player, the womanizer, <laughs> the Casanova. Mm-hmm. And this is, just, this is just a male or female because... Okay. <laughs> women are um, catching up with men with um, having affairs, mm-hmm. but this is just a person who just their partner has nothing to do with their affairs. They mm. this is just who they are. They just like to have um, different people around them. It's like a merit for them. It's like a gift that they feel like they should be. You know, I can talk to this person. This person. It has nothing to do with you. 
You know, and they don't yeah. see anything wrong with it. The philanderer, he just, he loves his wife. She loves her husband. They just have different people in the relationship. And sometimes it's so many other characteristics besides this that you can look to for a philander relationship. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen play out in um, social media or TV is the entitlement affair. Mm. These are what you would call the celebrity royalty um, affairs is when you have people with high statue or anything have affairs because they think they can because it's old to them. And I don't even say think about it as being royalty. Some people just feel like I'm entitled. I do this, this, and this. I can have as many people as I want, you know. Right. And those people, they attract people who like power and money, you know. So they feel like they got the money and the power. They can, it's no boundaries. They can be with whoever they want, mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have the um, split self affair, which mm. is kind of a romantic affair, a kind of midlife crisis uh, sometimes. And I can summarize this by just this. You are one way at your home mm. and you another way at your other home because it's really mm. two separate selves. I am submissive at my house, but when I go with my partner, the person I'm having an affair with, Mm -hmm. I'm a dominatrix, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't have a voice at home, but when I get to my person I'm having an affair with, I'm making all the moves, and I'm telling them what to do. Hmm. So it's really a split self, just like it is, it's a split self-affair. Okay. Okay. The um, number six affair is the exit affair. These are other affairs that when sometimes they want to get caught Mm -hmm. because they've been trying to tell their partner, trying to tell their partner it's not working out. And they partner don't hear them, kind of avoid it. They don't really want to hear them. And they have an affair to bring light to it. Or they're just tired of the relationship. You know, they're tired of going through this, this, this. I'm just going to get my foot out the door and get stabilized because I'm on my way out. So this is a fair that is probably a, a stuff is going on, characteristics, different lack of communication, uh, avoidance. Everything is going on in this relationship, and they're done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're done and I see a lot of these people who come in for therapy too mm-hmm. they're just done mm-hmm. they just come in for last resort okay. and you know but I don't work with them I don't work with them because really nothing you can do right because their mind is already like what what are what are we here for <laughs> yep okay. and then the last one is like the sex addict um mm-hmm. the sex addict affair is when um you know, with sex addiction being an uh, impulse disorder. And, you know, it's a lot, a lot of, um, what can I say, uh, studies on sex addiction. But this affair is that they are just addicted to having sex with whoever, and that's high. It has nothing, again, a lot of these affairs um, have nothing to do with their partner. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. It don't have anything to do with their partner. It's just say that they're addicted to that 
have an affair, the, the chase, the sex, and everything like that. That's what makes them, and that's when they get caught with their partner. They say it's not anything because they feel it's no emotion attached. It's just sex. Mm. Wow. And who would have mm-hmm. thought it was seven types of affairs? So when I first heard you sharing it um, on Therapy for Black Girls podcast, I was like, what? It's really seven? Like, in my head, I'm like, an affair is an affair. You know, like, <laughs> um, you're choosing to do that. So and it's, it's more than that. Yeah. It's more than that. But those are the only ones that I cover mm. into, into the program. It's more, oh. it's more affairs. Wow. But those are the ones that, yeah. Because you, because that's what I do yeah. is um, treat affairs and all affairs are not equal. Mm. The characteristics are not the same mm. um, and the recovery is not the same. Mm. You know, yeah. how they re- forgiveness, how they come in are not the same. So we just couldn't, when you're trying to assist people with insight, you have to break them up mm. to really... Okay see what you're dealing with mm. wow and now when you um are talking to your couples do they know like the list um or the certain types of affair and then you're pinpointing like okay it it looks like you are the philanderer or the castle you know what i mean like are you breaking it down that way no then, okay no Okay. No, but that's why I have a free wor- a resource on my affair aftercare uh, website mm-hmm. that you can take the um, affair type quiz oh. and see what your affair type is. So I offer that free resource to see where um, you're going, what kind of affair you're really going through. And when you come in for an initial assessment, we really talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't be like, oh, you're this type of affair. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, I offer a safe, nurturing, non-judgmental environment. We just talk and I just have, we just come to the conclusion ourselves. Not that it helps, but it just helps when we map out the recovery. Mm. Mm. And what does that, and you know, I know each map is different for recovery, but what is maybe like the typical standard recovery map for a couple um, dealing with, um, affairs I, I guess it, it, it's just basically um, making a commitment to the program mm. uh, well, as far as with my program is making a commitment to the program okay. and then that means if you're out the house to come back to the house um, mm. you don't talk about divorce okay. uh, we go through emotional healing we go through um, the fair story because sometimes our brain is stuck in these obsessive thoughts because our brain is so marvelous mm-hmm. that if we don't have all the pieces, it makes stuff up for us. Yeah. So um, I have a part into my um, program is where that um, I, I really facilitate the affair story. Um, the infidel, which is the person who committed the affair, has a chance to write it down and I prepare the betrayed partner um, to listen because sometimes, you know, it's a big thing. You can't, you can't, you got to reveal so you can heal. So we have to see what's going on. Now, this is not for everybody. Sometimes it's not good to know everything, Mm -hmm. but we do need to know the pieces that we need. So that's part of the program. And then we go through really that, um, the healing part and forgiveness. 
Um, we also talk about sexual healing mm-hmm. because one part that if you are going to recommit to each other, we have to get the intimacy and um, sex. When I say sex, I don't mean always intercourse. I don't mm-hmm. always mean penetration. Mm-hmm. I mean the dialogue, the honest communication, um, building intimacy. I mean stuff like that. Um, learning your partner, talking to your partner about what's your desires. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I make you feel good? You know, it's really deconstructing relationship to order to reconstruct it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And you can't build a healthy relationship on lies. So the program is really deconstructing relationship because when you look at an affair, you're really looking at yourself, mm-hmm. yes, you, yeah. yourself, <laughs> your partner, and the relationship. So you're just deconstructing, just tearing that relationship all the way down, getting to the bare bones of you, getting the bare bones of your partner so you can reconstruct a relationship on a healthy foundation. Mm-hmm. And with the fair recovery process, what I teach even is that even if you choose not to stay together, mm-hmm. you have the tools you need to go ahead and um, uncouple successfully. Because sometimes that I talk a lot about is just because you're not in a relationship, the trauma still exists. Mm -hmm. And we know that we can take what we claim as baggage with us in every relationship that we have. I mean, you don't even have to be intimate relationships. It Mm -hmm. can be friendships. Mm -hmm. It can be um, co-work. It can be all kinds of relationships. We take that baggage of betrayal with us. So this is where we take um, the betrayal, the trauma, and really just take it apart so we can heal, not survive, but to heal from the betrayal. Mm, that's good. And now I know you mentioned uh, one of the affairs was the intimacy avoidance affairs, right? Yes. And and it had me think, what what is the difference between that and having an open relationship? Is it just the fact like the other person is agreeing to it? You know what I mean? Because it almost yeah. like mimics open, that. Open. Yeah, but... Open relationships is a whole other program Mm. because the key thing to that is commitment and contracting. Even though it's contracting in your relationship, Mm. an open relationship takes a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about my program, I'm not talking about um, non-monogamous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about monogamous lifestyle because when you go to the non-monogamous mm-hmm. lifestyle, that's a whole different um, reconstruction of what they feel is betrayal mm-hmm. and um, that they have to contract into. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. So um, and, and kind of to stay on it a little longer, what are some of those? Because then you get those people who are coming to you in the intimacy avoidance affair. So almost, you know, like we in an open relationship. I just didn't know it type of thing. Um, <laughs> so what are those psychological effects from being in that type of an affair that you've seen with your clients? Of being from the betrayal or being in an avoidance relationship. The the intimacy avoidance one. With intimacy avoidance. 
One thing about um, me, I'm, I'm straight, no chaser, mm-hmm. and I believe that you got to work on me before we work on we. Mm. Sometimes, and that's just a benefit of me wearing so many hats, it's good and mm-hmm. bad, but I know, I can sense that when you need to work on self before mm-hmm. you work on a relationship, and some people don't understand that, and I stress that, that you, a relationship is two whole, healthy people mm-hmm. coming together. You can't you can't be half and want your partner to complete you mm-hmm. because you 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 be dependent on that. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I see people really dependent on everything, I be like, you know what? You're coming with a lot of things that you need to work on yourself. So when you come into a couple, we can work on the couple relationship. You know, because sometimes in a in a couple session, I can sense different issues that's going on that I can't address out of all fairness in a couple relationship because it's like intimacy avoidance. We have to really sometimes go back into your development. What does intimacy mean to you? What trauma have you experienced in your life? Why don't you want to get close? You know, we talk about attachment, abandonment issues. If you get close to a person, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you've had those intimacy avoidance, we have to get through all that. So now we can reconstruct the relationship with how can we make this work? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we come back as a couple, we can talk about what, when you do this, I need you to do this. When I say this, I really mean this because you know what you need, right? Right. You know, so many times you don't know. Yeah. And we have, we, uh, some relationships are headed for self-destruction because we base a lot of relationships on expectation, unrealistic, mm-hmm. and assumptions. We don't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. People think that I've been with him for five years. I've been with him. He should know. Yeah. No. Change, mm-hmm. change is in- inevitable. You yeah. know, our body changes. Our brain changes. How we want to experience desire change. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we need to have these, like our um, schedule, uh, weekly monologues. You know, mm-hmm. get off the Facebook. Get unplugged. Mm-hmm. FaceTime, they'll really get in front of your partner and say, hey, baby, what do you need? How was your week? How can we make it better? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you want to do in the next two years? Really get together and really plan Mm -hmm. and talk. And that's what we don't have. Mm -hmm. We don't. And I think, you know, like you said, people have been with each other for so long. They're just like, well, they supposed to know how I feel or they supposed to know what I want. And it's like, no. We know it's supposed to. Yeah, them supposed to shoulders and everything uh, is a head is for dysfunction. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you don't know your partner. Right. You know, I mean, you take pride in knowing. Mm-hmm. Well, you just can't assume. Right. Sometimes you write, sometimes you're not. But we'll, it's nothing wrong with validating them and say, baby, don't you like this, right? You know, mm-hmm. you like when we do this. And they be like, you know, I did two years ago, but I really don't <laughs> like that now. Thanks right. for asking, you know. <laughs> Because you keep doing the same thing and they just doing it. Why? Mm-hmm. To avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. But they really don't. But you open that space to say, no, you know what? I really wish we didn't have to go to that restaurant every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now how do your program have like a standard time frame or is it based on the couple? It's based on a couple, but my, um, it's 90, it's a 90 day program. Oh, okay. 
you know, but based on um, how many times you, you know, you stay in the stages, um, sometimes we veer off and sometimes people go work on individual and come mm. back. Okay. Um, sometimes the affair story might take longer. Sometimes like um, step, um, the sexual healing mm-hmm. um, stage might take longer because they're not ready. Sometimes they're dealing with a dysfunction that they never knew, you know, so they had to go to the doctor mm-hmm. and um, talk about disorder, going through a, a physical evaluation and make sure, you know, their body is ready for sex. So the standard is 90 days, but it, it, it can take shorter and longer. But therapy... You know, and this is a coaching program. I'm not a therapist in that program. And I know people say, what's the difference? It's a big difference. <laughs> you know, I know people people hear that word therapy and they're like, therapy is not a bad word. Right. But I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach because everything you need, um, you have and you, I'm just coaching you through stuff. Mm. Um, I don't really involve with therapy until I tell people to go really dig down to the root of a concern. Mm. So this is infidelity recovery coaching. This is not therapy. Okay. And I know um, a lot of people be like, good, because um, sometimes people, expectations, experiences, coaching takes three to five years and no. But you cannot rush recovery, especially when you're dealing with your body right. and your soul and your mind. You don't want to rush anything. So we're going to take as much time as you need to do. Mm, that's good. Now, do you do any um, marriage therapy? Aside oh yeah, from the coaching? I yes. Yeah, I do couples. I do sexual dysfunctions. I do mm-hmm. sexual wellness coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do. Cause I try to do everything to get a good, healthy relationship. And what does that take? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people are not ready for infidelity recovery. You know, they just want to talk about it. Sometimes right. people been out the affair, but they still had a residue of trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's just talking to them and really seeing why are you holding on to this trauma? Mm-hmm. 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 And now the trauma that you may see surface, does it relate to like them not having like a parent involved when they were young or seeing their parents go through a divorce or an affair or things like that? No, just finding out about if an affair is traumatizing. You go mm. through the exact same, same thing as you do with PTSD. Right. Oh. You know, the avoidance, I mean, the anxiety in your body, mm. you go through everything. You have triggers. So I treat, and a lot of therapists treat um, affairs as trauma. Mm. Affairs are traumatizing events, especially when you have to think about an affair shatters your whole understanding. Yeah. It, um, the person that you thought loved you, um, everything, it was a facade. Mm. You really, your mind frame, the emotional roller coaster you go through, mm. you don't know anything. People shut down. People go through depression. Because mm-hmm. they don't know, but in the other, on the other hand, I also want to make make not make light of it, but some people do know. Mm. Some people do know. Some people do know, but they hide in ignorance. Mm. You know, because they think just like um, if I don't say nothing, it'll go away. If mm. I have more sex, he will leave them alone. Yeah. You know, and this is the thing. So I'm I'm not really gonna get on the people who. It was always a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm letting people out there know. Some of them, some of y'all out there know people being unfair, but you don't want to 
you don't want to confront it. One, because we have to be careful about abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another one we got to see, um, sometimes they don't know what to do because of financial situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some people don't know what to do because of children. Mm-hmm. And um, some people don't know what to do because they're codependent. Yeah. They're codependent on the relationship. So, yeah, this is all the stuff that you got to weed through as a therapist. But it's so rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> you said after all the junk <laughs> comes out. Yeah, it's so rewarding. <laughs> and I, and I, I would have to agree, though. Um, granted, I really don't deal a lot with affairs. But, you know, that has to be um, rewarding, restoring healthy relationships and things like that. So, I mean, that, that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, affairs, sexual affairs, one part of betrayal. You know, people talk about yeah. financial affairs with um, all this social media network, you know, emotional affairs. But this is a thing that, you know, you have to talk about what in your um, the assignment I give everybody. What does desire mean to you? You know, because we go based on people, other people telling us, but what does desire really mean to you? What does a relationship mean to you? Not what people told your relationship is, what does a relationship mean to you? Because sometimes we go through this group think and we form these unrealistic expectations where she got to do this and he got to do this and he got to bring in this and he got to make me feel like this. And we have all these unrealistic expectations and we project that onto our partner. And it's mm-hmm. not really fair to them because they can't give us all of that. Mm-hmm. They can't give us all that. So we really set the relationship up for failure. But then I go one step further. We really don't want it to work because that's self-fulfilling prophecy because a lot of us feel that we're unlovable anyway. Mm. So we get in these relationships that are destined not to work just to fulfill like I knew nobody could love me. I knew this was right. You know, and that's a whole different thing about how we can take trauma from each relationship or from our caregiver or to trickle down to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Now, what are some of the proactive things people can be mindful of to like maybe prevent affairs from happening? The only way um, affairs can be prevented is through communication and commitment to honesty. You have to commit to be honest. You have to commit to be honest in your relationship. You have to commit to set up a safe environment that I can be able to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I should be able to come to my partner and say, you know, I saw a really attractive person today. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation, but it didn't go further than that. Because mm-hmm. we, you have to remember, uh, infidelity affairs hide in secrecy. Okay, Mm -hmm. because it's forbidden and hiding secrecy. And that's why I say you shine the light on it. Mm -hmm. You know, you should be able to talk to your partner about just because you are you said about don't mean you you turn your mind off that you're not attracted to anybody else. (laughs) You have to talk about attraction, you know, and that is so you know how you see the people and he sneaking. Look, you know, look. (laughs) You said look. Renee, you gonna get people in trouble. <laughs> no, I'm saying look at the point, but this is a conversation uh-huh. that you need to have. Are you a fit looking? And we have eyes, you know. We gotta right. be realistic. And yeah. people set up these unrealistic goals. We mm. have eyes. We see. 
Yeah. You know, we saw she had a big butt. I'm going to tell you she had a big butt. It's one thing to look and it's one thing to stare and uh, um, just drool over it. You know, respect me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's one thing. You can't be in a relationship and respect your partner. Never look at anybody else. Never have, um, like, woo, acknowledge something like that. And those are the things you need to talk about. Mm. You know, these are the things you need to talk about. What's crossing the line? If I take my coworker out to lunch, is that crossing the line? Mm. You know, sometimes we do it and then we be like, well, I didn't know. Well, you should have known. No, we should have talked about it. So I think one thing is to have these conversations before it even happens. We have to stop hiding behind the vow. Just because you married, just because you that doesn't mean anything. You still have to put the forth the effort in your relationship daily. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have check-in points daily. Mm-hmm. And people say that's a lot. Well, relationship <laughs> is your second job. Right. A relationship takes work. It does. You just can't get married and it's smooth selling for the next 25 years. Mm-hmm. Especially with um, sex, um, right. intercourse, yeah. feeling desire. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you want if you don't tell me. You keep telling me no. You keep mm. telling me no, but you're not telling me what do I need to do for you to say yes. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? So it, it, it takes a lot. It takes communication. You know, and as women, we don't we need to express that we know for some women, intimacy begins outside the bedroom. Mm. You can't be mean to me yeah. and disrespectful and then want me to turn up when we get in the bed. Yes, that's you know, true. and we have to tell our partners what we need, and we're not talking. We're talking to we're talking to ourselves in our head, and we're talking to the Facebook. Hey, Facebook, I'm having this problem. <laughs> Get on my nerve. Everybody talking to the Facebook. <laughs> Talk to your man. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got them unsolicited comments. Well, I guess you are soliciting yeah. for the comments. So, I mean, they are you unsolicited. You are. It's attention seeking. It's yeah. attention seeking. And they're going to give you what you want. Yeah. And you have to remember, you can't compare. And I'm not going to say this misery love company, mm-hmm. but sometimes you got to surround yourself. You say how to stop monogamy. I mean, start how to create it. Mm-hmm. It's to surround yourself with people with the same morals and values of you. Mm-hmm. You know, surround mm-hmm. yourself because... Um, affairs is upheld in your community, meaning your friends, family, um, whatever community, what you consider community. Mm-hmm. Because how many times can you bring your chick around your guy mm-hmm. or sneak yeah. and tell your friends and say, I'm with him, okay, I'm going to call you, but I'm with you, right? That's <laughs> upholding infidelity. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You surround yourself with people that own the same thing as you that you be like, man, so-and-so is not doing right. I'm thinking about stepping out. I'd be like, you know what? Let's have a talk to each. Let's talk about ways that you can do this or way. I'm going to help you talk to your partner so you don't have to go out. You need that. Mm-hmm. 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 That's good. I'm glad you said that because I just think about um, and maybe it's just my image from, you know, stuff you see on TV. But the perception of like, oh, what what we talk about in the beauty salon or at the barbershop and, you know, like and, and culturally as a people, like, you know, we want to be loyal to each other and be like, you know, I got your back. But like you said, if you surround yourself with those people that are like minded like you, they will put you in your place and hold you accountable. 
that holds you accountable. We also have to challenge, challenge another thing. I'm real into development. Mm-hmm. Affairs are sometimes learned. You mm-hmm. have to you have to go back into your um, life and mm-hmm. see where was it in your life that you thought that affairs were okay. Mm. It's, your, it's your caregivers. It's your aunt, your uncle, your mom, your dad. How do they teach you about betrayal? How did your mom, when your dad didn't come in Mm -hmm. or something, how did your mom deal with betrayal? Did she kick him out? Mm. Or did she holler and cuss at him when he got home? That's all embedded in your psyche. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, when you take the mask off Mm -hmm. and when you get naked and deal with your old stuff, it's, it's like inside awareness. Because mm-hmm. people don't understand, you carry that with you everywhere you go. And sometimes it's a healthy schema. That's why therapy is so awesome because it lets you throw up all this stuff and you can just put the puzzle back together in a way that it works for you. Because we're carrying around a lot of unhealthy stuff. Mm-hmm. We are. You know? Yep, and and then, a lot of the men in the community, uh-huh. some um, men feel like as long as I take care of home, I can have as many women as yeah. I want. Yes, I, I would hear that a lot from men. Like I give her oh, my yeah. paycheck and then, you know, she allow me to do me. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. but, hey, if it's a contract and that's one thing we mm-hmm. have to know and we learn about as a social workers mm-hmm. or therapists, mm-hmm. just because you don't agree with it does not mean you know it's not healthy for them you know so I hear about a lot of stuff in a relationship that they are okay with if I agree with it or not that's their life it's not my job to say what's right or wrong and that's what happens when other people um, you let other people in your relationship. Now, you knew he was having an affair, right? You mm-hmm. knew about the chick. You knew about the chick for 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. But when your girl find out about it, now you want to say something about it. Mm-hmm. So he looking at you like, what? <laughs> you didn't know about this arrangement. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the thing is, we let stuff go. But when other people find out about it, we get mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I know there is some listeners that's going to be like. <laughs> we ain't going to put y'all that's on blast. Though, <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to put on blast because some people know. Yeah. Some people know. But yeah. they, they deal with it, and that's up to them. But it's mm-hmm. just like sometimes we think we have a good man, right? Yeah. He all right with us, but not until somebody tell us that he's not a good man, we get mad. Mm-hmm. Be like, he's fine, but why he not a good man? Because she told you, and that's why you need to talk together and see what does love mean to you? What mm-hmm. does a relationship mean to you? What does desire? Mm-hmm. And when you with somebody, you with them. If he don't have a job, and you knew he didn't have a job, just because your girlfriend say he don't work, what you getting mad for? <laughs> you knew he didn't have a job. Right. Now you get mad because he mad. And what do we do? I mean, for real, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, what do you on. do? You go home. You go home and get on him. Mm-hmm. But he. But this is. But you didn't tell your friend. He's taking care of me while I go to school. Mm-hmm. He takes care of the kids. The yeah. house is clean. He cooks. He does everything around the house. He's not. Where is it even exchange? But yeah. your friend coming in and telling you he's not a good man. So what do you do? We borrow other people's problems, right? Mm, we talking yeah. about relationships, right? Yeah, we, we borrow are. other people's problems and we bring it to our house and we create this 
chaos. And he's looking at you like, why are you coming at me like this? Where are all this coming? And we don't know because we're borrowing other people's problems. Our house is fine. But it's to your girl, your so-called quotation, air quotation marks, girl, (laughs) tell you, girl, she don't work. And you feel some type of way. Mm. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. (laughs) They do. Amen, girl. You ain't lying. Yeah. Y'all find until somebody cousin or auntie say something to you, then you bring that mess home, right? Yeah, yeah, you right, you right. Which I think then, you know, it, it makes me think about those relationship goals because that's your girl's relationship goal is, you know, to have this man that's working and also, you know, taking care and of home. And she don't have him. And well, oh, she don't yeah. even have it. That's true. She don't even got it. That's we true. got unrealistic expectations. I'm, don't get me wrong. Don't please don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying you should you should settle. But yeah, I'm just right. saying, my. Keep it real. Mm-hmm. Get realistic expectations. And how can you want something that you can't even do? Mm, yes. Yes. You got to be savable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing to act, my favorite thing to do when I deconstruct my, my women who come in, I say, would you date you? Mm-hmm. Would you have sex with you? Mm-hmm. All the stuff you got going on. Would you date you? Mm-hmm. And that makes them think. And you need to think because sometimes in life we don't think about stuff. We just expect. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to fix me. I'm going to create this storm and you're going to hold my umbrella. Mm. And what happens? Affairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ain't lying. It's not funny, right, it's but not. I have to find humor in it because some of us need to look at ourselves. You yeah. got to work on me. You have mm-hmm. to work on me you before do. we work on we. Now, this is your relationship series, right? It you is. have to work on me before you work on we. So I tell everybody, have a relationship with yourself mm. before you go looking for somebody else. Yeah. It's not their job to fix you. Mm-hmm. It's not their job to fix you. Yes. You you ain't never lied. This is the relationship series, and y'all is getting the real and raw from Miss Rennell. And like I know uh, Rennell from way back from rap. And let me tell you, my families love you because you gave them the real. <laughs> I'm like, she said that. They be like, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, because I was like, well, somebody got to say it, child. It wasn't gonna be me, but. <laughs> When you when you're doing when you're doing God's mission yes. and you're getting blessed, I take it. I, I'm gonna give you all, and mm-hmm. I can't I can't be your typical therapist. And how that's making you feel, and then no, we're gonna be like, really, <laughs> really. You know, I, I don't have current to play. And that's why people say uh, therapy. I'm like, you got to get the right therapist because there's yes. some dope therapists out here, and we're gonna give you what you want mm-hmm. and what you need. Mm-hmm. Because we, our job is to create change. Yeah. To create change takes movement. I got to make you move. I got to shake you up. I got to mm-hmm. make you uncomfortable for you to change. Because if you sitting there and you cool and you be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you're not going to do it. I got to make you mad. I tell my clients all the time, you might not going to like me in a couple of days, but you'll get over it. <laughs> And they do because they keep coming back. And they do. They do. 
They do because they say you. I never heard that. I say yeah because I want you. I want to create change in you. This mm-hmm. is for you, baby. This is for you, not for me. Mm. That's good. That's good. And now, uh, Renelle, are you accepting clients right now, or are you full? I'm accepting clients right hey. now. Um, I'm working on um, Kaleidoscope, and uh, I'm working on my baby, A Fair Aftercare. I'm working mm-hmm. on that website. It's, it's up, AffairAftercare.com. That's strictly infidelity um, and preparing a risk. And then Kaleidoscope, I'm accepting clients um, there also for coaching and sexual wellness. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh. In office and online sessions available. So I'm trying to just um, meet people where they at and give them what they um, give them what they need to create some change and you know be like we say mindful. It's not just um, go through life but really live mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really get out your head because you know we you know they say the past is depression and the future is an anxiety. So it's really trying to live for today, live the moment today, because we, we always put off, but when this get done and this get done, I can live, but no, I'm going to help you live today. We got to live today. We can't, we can't worry about today or yesterday. We got to live now. So I do a lot of mindfulness too. Oh, good. Awesome. I'm glad. Yeah, Yeah, I'm nice. I'm a nice person. (laughs) And and she is, y'all. Rennell is like one of the sweetest. But she is real, though. She's going to give it to you real. And you're going to be like, what? I'm not for everybody. (laughs) I'm not for everybody, you know. But the ones who want to, you know, I'm for you. Right, right. (laughs) Now, uh, let's drop some of your social media handles for people to go follow you at. And see, you know, good stuff um, be posted. I'm on, I have, ooh, social media, <laughs> Jesus. I, I have a Kaleidoscope service page, um, Kaleidoscope service, Kaleidoscope services with Renelle Nelson on Facebook, um, Affair Aftercare, um, Facebook, on Instagram, I am Noir Sex Therapist, that's N-O-I-R-S-X. Therapist, noir sex therapist. Um, I'm a pleasure specialist, Renell on Instagram, and a fair aftercare on Instagram. Yes, and y'all have to go follow her. And if y'all having some of them issues we talked about, <laughs> hit her up. <laughs> yeah. I and, I, and I know everything. I know we, we joke and we laugh right. because sometimes you need to. But I take everything seriously. Mm-hmm. It's no affair relationship the, um, the same. Right. So I know people who, huh, because people don't talk about affairs and it's new for them, but they experience the trauma. So, I mean, you can slide in my DM and I can just <laughs> see what you need and we can go from there. Yes, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Renelle, for joining us on this session of the Evolving Chair podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. I'm glad you said yes. And I appreciate all the wonderful work you're doing to help and heal individuals in this community. Um, that's what I'm here for. We're team. Yes. So yes, but we will be in touch because I have to have you back. Some because I, I mean I just love your realness that you give to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, somebody heard me out there. <laughs> somebody. Right, they did. And they were sitting there like, girl, like, she talking about me. <laughs> and just like you said, I do do speaking engagements. So um, while I'm in, right now I'm in Milwaukee. So I do do speaking engagements for um, education about sexual issues, um, sexual dysfunctions. Um, surviving uh, cancer while being still intimate. I do talk about a lot of in- issues, so those are all on my website, along with Infidelity, because I like to tell people that if they want me to come talk at their event or something like that, we can do that also. Okay. That's I even come to the church and talk if you want me to, if they allow me. <laughs> if they allow it, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's right, but we need it. We all need it, you know? Yeah, and infidelity affairs. I talk, you know, sex. Some churches invite me over to their couples night. I just talk about mm-hmm. sexual desires. You know, I'm legit. I'm licensed. I'm not just out here slanging this stuff for no reason. I, I, I come. I can come really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. That that makes me think of an idea. Hmm, for an event for couples. Oh yeah. Mm, yes, I love that. Okay. Yes. So you y'all will have Miss Rennell Nelson back on the Evolving Chair podcast or at an event that I'm a host because I'm my brain is just having a lot of stuff in it just by you saying that. Okay. No problem. We gotta get we gotta keep this black love going. Yes. We gotta just support it and yeah. just let people know black love is not a myth. Don't mm. believe the hype. Yeah. Don't believe the fake news. Yeah. We existing out here, or we're uh, what they say, boots to the ground, trying to do everything we can to keep our couples and relationships healthy, mm-hmm. and to get some good babies out here. Yeah. We're trying to help the family. Yes, yes. So thank you again, Miss Rennell, and we definitely will will be collaborating. So keep an eye no out. No problem. <laughs> thank you for having me and congratulations on your wonderful platform thank to bring you. awareness to the mental health in the community. Thank we you. need it and we need to start talking about it yes. and stop suffering in silence about it. Yes. Amen. Thank you, girl. Thank you. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was my great interview with Renelle Nelson. Y'all got to go follow her on Facebook. And as always, her information will be up on my website at www.theevolvingchair.com. And before I ease off the mic, September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. So I just wanted to highlight that. Take time out and check on somebody, see how they're doing. And Suicide Prevention Hotline is one 800 273-TALK. So 1-800-273-8255. Until next time, peace. Hey, TEC listeners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and rate this podcast. You can send me emails with questions, comments, and feedback to TECpodcast2017 at gmail.com. On Twitter at TECpodcast. 2017 IG at TEC Podcast, Facebook, The Evolving Chair Podcast, or check out my website at www.theevolvingchair.com. So go listen to me on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play.